going to talk about some shit that throws people for loops today. So last time I may or may not have jacked up the audio, I don't really care. Uh, I realized that the audio was messed up on one of the older episodes, and I get that now, and mistakes were made, mistakes were done, and they will be fixed and changed. Uh, so today, I'm just recording one of the newer podcasts that I wanted to do, because I have been uh, writing out my podcasts. I've actually been putting uh, pen to paper and, and trying my hand at maybe talking about certain things or basically putting ideas down because I've realized that uh, talking about my shit uh, sometimes, like, I, like dude, I have these ideas in my head where I'm like, let's talk about this. And then um, what ends up happening is that I'll do a podcast and then I do a podcast and a whole bunch of other shit I totally didn't intend to talk about. And, yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, there goes the entire – like, I have – I, I just have these, I have all these ideas that float around in my head where I'm like, I want to talk about that. And then I told some goes, don't talk about it. And then I do in future, like it's, it's all out of order. Like I have a, a couple of different things here that I actually want to like talk about, get into and, and do some cool things. So uh, today's podcast is going to be just a, just a, a scooch different. Um, I want to, I wanted to do a podcast about a couple of a couple of different things here. Uh, I had some video gaming news. I had uh, some more video gaming news, and then I came across I came across a little article that I thought would be a very interesting article to, to or maybe not an article, but it was more of like a little clip or a, a, a little picture of just like hey, like like this is this is something that happened a long time ago, and it's it resonates today with me uh, in one way, shape, or another, and so. I kind of wanted to do what I normally do, where I go on rants and rambles and talk about all the dumb shit that I see, as well as talk about all the interesting things that happen to me, as well as possibly uh, this one final thing here. And I think, you know what? Let let's let's go in reverse order, shall we? Let's go in reverse order. Why don't we Why don't we do that thing that I do at the end of the podcasts first, shall we? Advice. I uh, I may or may not I may or may not have fixed all of it by actually transferring it. See, I just I gotta get I gotta get bigger storage from my PC. Like I know I have like a gig and a half left, but um, you know it's it's kind of uh whatever. Like I just I know I need more space. I want more space, and I'm gonna get more space. But I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it eventually. Hey, you know what I mean? I'll get to it eventually. So. The first thing that we're gonna we're gonna go to ask men. We're gonna find a we're gonna find a good question here. Uh, what do what do more men need to say no to? Question number one with two point two thousand upvotes and one point three thousand comments on it. Um, men need to say no more to the whole dating culture in general. And and let me let me go ahead and jump on this grenade here. Uh, real fast, because I think you probably know what's going on. You probably know where I'm going to go, but that's not it. Uh, I think more men need to jump on, need to say no to this whole impress me culture. Like where basically I want, 
I, I want the dating to, to go back to where it was. It's like, hey, you're pretty cute. My name is Jared. I, I think you're awesome sauce. I'd like to get to know you. Are you interested in chatting with me? Instead of trying to like throw out the, the, the best pickup line or, uh, you know, trying to like do the suavest move or something like that. Like, I'm not saying maybe go like all out and maybe like you're talking to a girl a little bit more. You're, you're you know, you're doing something cool. Like you bring her a teddy bear and like a, a, a flower or something like that. And you're like, hey, you're pretty cute. I'd like to make you my girlfriend. I know we've been chatting for a little bit. Are you in? Like, like with what I did with Agent S, right? Like, I, I brought I brought her a Minecraft plushie. Uh, I bought her a single waffle maker. That, that, <laughs> so I bought her a single waffle maker because she had said that she was sick and tired of having to make. Like she was talking about how she wished she could just cook one single, like she's like, I hate how every recipe or this, that, the third, or how this always has to go as, as like, it's, it, it's always meant for like two or three. I just want to be able to make one. I was like a single waffle maker would be kind of cool for her. Uh, and then I got her some candy. Cause you're not you when you're hungry. Hi blue. Yeah. Somebody's angry. Cause somebody's angry. Cause dad's awake and talking right now. And I've, I, I, I have my gaming setup out by the boys because I thought it would be better to have my gaming set up by, by the kids, right? You know, like, so that way on all my off time, I'm not playing video games in my living room or in my bedroom. But I, I think men need to say no to the huge fancy festival that is out there in dating. I, I, I honestly think, like, it needs to go back to the hate. Because, I mean, the more that, you know, guys, even even, like, the really hot, attractive dudes that are, like, the really smooth ones or the ones that women want to hear on 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 dating apps like if it's just small simple little questions just small simple little just introductions hi how you doing all that other fun stuff i genuinely think that the dating game the dating in general for everyone can be a little bit more open and traverse because you got a couple of the people who are just like super fucking good and super fucking witty and they'll come up with the best shit and so it sets like a high bar because then everybody's trying to do it but if it's if it's like a super rare event or something that's super interesting, you're like, oh my god, that's that's wildly different. Um, I I just I need I need I I want more men to say no to the 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 elaborate like the impress me like give me your best pickup line, do this, do that. Like where if a guy doesn't start off by just throwing a super amazing impressive pickup line or some shit like that out there, then the girl just doesn't respond. Like that's that's something that more men need to say no to, and I saw a clip actually recently where uh, there's I guess there's this online dating there there's this dating thing where you get a bunch of real people together, you sit them down in chairs and like you you tap a button like there's a there's a no button that you press and like you you skip that person for the dating like it's it's two people come together they have a quick little chat and if you're not interested you hit the you hit the no the pass button and then that person leaves and you go until you find somebody who you're interested in and you want to have a chat with and so apparently this one dude was like chatting super great with what this chick this chick was super vibing with him and then she's just like ah no and she presses and he's like what what uh so what's going on and everyone's and even the people behind the camera are like whoa 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 what like you're super into this guy like what's going on and she's like yeah he's a really great dude I'd really like to hang out with him but I want to see what else is out there and then like I guess she went through like two or three other guys or something like that and chatting with them and she hit the no on it and the guy's like do you want to go back to I think the guy's name was Alex and like do you want to do you want to chat with Alex and Alex sits down and. She's like, yeah, I'd really like to go on a date with you, da da da. And he's like, you know, I'm not big into second chances, and uh, you know, you passed on me to begin with, so I gotta, I gotta do this all and pass on you. And he passes on her, 
And I say that's great. I, I say it's a great, awesome sauce thing because basically she was like, yeah, I really like you. I think it's great. I think it's dope. Let's go ahead and like, you know, and, and, and in my eyes, that's how dating works. It's like, I like you. You like me. We have a lot of fun. Let's make this official. That's how it's happened in every dating scenario I've ever had. There was one time that it didn't happen that way, and it was for free food. And I don't fucking blame her one bit at all. There's a girl I was seeing. We were on date two. We were making out heavy on my couch. And I'm like, hey, babe. Um, I was like, hey, Emily, like, I want to like, I want to make this official. Like, I want you to be my girlfriend. She's like, can we hold that thought? And I was like, and like immediately the dread set in. And I was like, the fuck? Like, are you making out with a bunch of people? Like, are you really going like that balls to the wall? Like, are, like are, who else are you you know like going around with and, and having fun with and there's nothing wrong with a woman who does who is very promiscuous well just go to bed blue just go to bed you don't gotta chirp at me go to bed thank you you know like I, there's nothing wrong with it i just i prefer if it's because like if i that's that's the problem i have with an open relationship is it's if i'm not if i'm hooking up with you and you're hooking up with me and multiple other people and it's okay for me to hook up with other people my ability to hook up with other, like, I just don't view it as fair. That's the way I see it. Like, if I could hook up with a bunch of women and you were like, hey, I'm going to be hooking up with a bunch of guys, like, that, I'd be fine with that because it's even. Relationships should always be 50-50 in my eyes. Sometimes in other areas, it's got to be like 60-40, 70-30, but the overall general scheme or feeling of a relationship should be 50-50. Um, but, like, she was like, well, hey, no, uh, you know, this other guy wanted to do a makeup date. He's not very interesting. He's not fun. The first time I saw him, he was sick and he wanted to reschedule with me um, and he wanted to take me out to sushi. And I was like, yeah, sushi's pretty fucking expensive. She's like, yeah, I would really like the free food. And then there was another guy that she basically had a date lined up with him the next day. And I forget where they were going, but I think it was like the Tokyo Steakhouse or some shit like that. So it was like it was like a, it, it was a, I, I took her out to the steakhouse uh, one time where she got like two two sushi rolls and then she got like I got like a like a pretty cool veggie meal and it was like eighty bucks and I was like fuck and then like I realized it was like oh she wanted good expensive food and these guys were willing to pay for it no that's fair so you know like that shit's great where guys need to like that that you impress me and like I'm willing to just play this really really silly go to bed don't give me that head nod don't don't give me the don't give me the grumpy don't give me that go to bed. Go to bed. He's doing that little thing. Blue's doing the little thing where he's doing the head bob where he knows I'm talking to him and he's just like mimicking me and he's like yelling. At, like it's his way of yelling at me without doing the loud chirps because Blue gets it. Blue gets that I hate when Helios gets loud and I'm like, stop. Or psh, 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 psh. They, like Blue gets it. Helios doesn't. Helios is like, we're getting louder. Fucking let's rage, bitch. So yeah, the 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 super impressed me that I'm willing to go back to you, the all all that crazy bullshit. But then again, I'm a I'm a contradictory asshole because I broke up with Agent S and I did try to get back with her. I did. I, I made a couple attempts after having a couple conversations with Gaio. So I'm I'm kind of that bitch. Um so yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I feel like I'm kind of a I, I fall into the category, but I, I don't fall into uh those categories. Um anyways. Dude, there's like two questions. There's there's two questions here, real quick. What are your th- yeah bacon pancakes forty two, and then novel negotiation. 
asked these. So novel negotiation asked this question nine hours ago. And then, uh, bacon pancakes, 42 asked this question about two hours ago. Uh, Oh, what, what do you put on your hot dogs? And then what are your top three hot dog? Oh, Oh, what, what was the, what was the, was there a, what's your go-to hot dog? I thought I saw what, what's your go hot. All right, whatever. No, that's, that's whatever. I'm not. All right. I thought I read something that obviously wasn't. Um, yeah, I've talked to, so, okay. I, um, where, where, oh yeah. What, what problem is currently occupying your mind? I'll talk about that question. But there's a there's another question here that I'm gonna go ahead and save for later. But what problem is currently occupying my mind right now? Um, a problem that's currently occupying my mind right now is, I think it's the where am I gonna be in a year? That's that's the question I have to ask myself is where am I gonna be in a year? Because with what's with what's going on right now with my mom and my little brother and. How my little brother's moving to South Carolina. How my mom, I know, is she's probably gonna move to South Carolina. I have, I have that feeling that it's, it's gonna be, my mom is gonna be wanting to move to South Carolina. She's gonna get, get to South Carolina, and I'm gonna end up getting a U-Haul, and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, move late, uh, early January next year to South Carolina, and I'm gonna try to continue working from, for, and I, uh, oh fuck me. Son of a bitch. 14. Son of a bitch. Uh, fuck. Don't you hate it when you got to edit a goddamn podcast? All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and edit that out. 14 minutes in. All right. All right. There we go. Yep. Yeah, nope. Get it. Get it. Get, got to do more editing. Got to do more editing that I don't want to do. Yay. Um. I've actually been doing a little bit of extra editing, but that's the problem that occupies my mind right now is that I'm like, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that I'm going to, I'm going to move. I I don't want to sit here in, in the town that I want to live in. And I I really just, I genuinely don't want to fucking move, but at the same time, I don't, it, I think I need to, I like, that's, that's just. I think that's where I'm at in life is that if my mom moves, I'm going to move because she's going to want to move closer to my little brother. And I'm just, I'm kind of to that point in my life to where I need a change. Like I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely there because the dating scene is garbage here. I, I've, I've, I've put out a good profile. I've got nothing. Basically where I'm at right now is muy no bueno. That's kind of basically where I'm at right now. It's muy no bueno. I'm not happy with it. Uh, a couple of things are going to have to change and adjust with me, but I, I genuinely believe that in a in a year or so, I'm gonna I'm gonna move. That's that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Is I'm I'm gonna be somewhere else in my in my life in a year, and I don't know where I'm gonna be, how I'm gonna be, or what I'm gonna be. But I have a feeling that in one in one year's time. I'm going to be somewhere wildly different and I don't feel like doing that. So that's, that's currently what is occupying my time. There's a, there's a couple good, interesting ones. Uh, there's a couple good relationship questions that I just per- per- perused through and uh, they were, they were not, they were, they were 
they were all kind of like stupid. Like this one's like my wife soft cheated on me. And it's like, no, your, your wife slept with uh, a woman and she experimented and now you don't want to do it. Like it's <laughs> okay. Like you're super religious. So y- your wife slept with another woman. Like could have been worse. Could have had a threesome with, uh, you know, because so I'll give you the, the quick little TLDR. This was the best one I found. Um, the it was a relationship question. It's like my wife quote soft cheated quote and cheating is cheating. There there is no soft cheating. It's either you did or you didn't. Um, he's like, yeah. So my wife and my neighbor's wife got really really close, and then one night my neighbor's wife sw- slept over at the house when I was out of town. They basically fooled around. Uh, she got really weirded out by it, and we were super religious. And it's like, all right, well, so your wife cheated on you with a woman. Obviously, they were like, they're like, it's so funny because like it reads literally that either his wife is bisexual or like she's lesbian, and just kind of learning it. And it's like watching it. Play, and it's like, okay, so you and your wife have a decision to make. Like, you're either gonna be okay with this, uh, or your wife turns lesbian and you guys get a divorce. Like, it's no big deal. Like, all right, shit happens. You guys just aren't made for each other, and so. Yeah, just uh, just an interesting, interesting combination there. Um, and and it's like what like what do we do? It's like what well, what do you want to do? And I, I hate those I hate those relationship advice questions where yeah like I I like a good question when it's just short and sweet and to the fucking point. Like that's that's what I feel a lot of these questions need to be because like if I need and I've said this before and I'll probably say it a million times again, like if I need a whole fucking backstory. On how to solve your problem, I don't fucking care. I want to read at most like two paragraphs and call it a day. Um, what's your favorite South Park quote? Cas many. That's my favorite South Park quote. Is just cas many. Like that that whole episode where Cartman just talks about it or uh, the Casa Benita. Uh, you know, uh, like like yeah, th- those are kind of my my sometimes my favorite South Park quotes. It's just cast money. I think I say that one the most. Um, yeah. So those are, uh, th- that's the next good question. Um, uh, what's the dumbest controversy of this last decade? Anything political. I'm just going to, anything political. That's, I'm just going to say that. Like anything political. Like I-, I love how there's facts and then there's facts, facts, and then there's like fake news. Like, oh my God, my fucking mom, my mom of all. So, there's this there's this old politician by the name of Cassius Clay, um, who I'm actually almost a hundred percent certain is is how, um, what's his name was what's his name was named after um, the 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 boxer. Oh, I gotta turn that down. That is loud. I'm I'm wearing my 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 earplugs, not my actual headphones. Headphones. Uh, library history. Is it in my watch later? Okay, yeah, it's under the fat electrician. Let's go to his page. Yeah, the most gangster politician ever, Cassius Marcellus Clay. So Cassius Marcellus Clay was the most ganked, like, like his shit. The stories that you like, the stories that are told about this this guy, like, like basically. Basically, he bullied Abraham Lincoln. He was a one-man fucking army, and the dude didn't take no shit. That's how I read who Cassius Marcellus Clay is. And I was talking to my mom, 
and my stepdad, because my stepdad was like, Jared, did you see this this cool shit on, on YouTube? And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to watch a music video with you, Gary. Don't really want to watch a music video with you. And uh, ended up watching a music video that was actually really, really cool. Like, it was a really well done music video with Justin Timberlake and this this very famous country music star. And it kind of got me thinking. I was like, oh, I'll share, I'll share, I'll share something gangster with Gary. And I ended up sharing a, uh, a, 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 a telling my mom and, and Gary about Cassius Marcellus Clay, the, the politician. And my mom was like, is it real news or is it fake news? And I was like, mom, this is a politician. Like way back with like Abraham Lincoln. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not fake news. And now like, I'm, I'm like wondering, I'm like, are they, are they Republicans? Are they, are they like the, the missing, like, like where do my mom, like, and, and now I get it. I get like, I get that the demo, cause I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a Democrat, but like I'm, I'm diet Democrat. Like I believe in certain things, but I all like, I think they call that libertarian or whatever, where I'm like, I just, like I have different views on shit, but I think that I'd be considered like a Democrat light, but it's like, like when you, like when you look at the statistics from like the FBI or whatever, or you look at like all these independent researches where they're like, yeah, the sky is objectively blue, you guys. And then you get that one person's like, well, that's fake news. And it's like, well, how's it fake news? Well, there's like 15 articles that point to this thing that the sky is blue. And then there's the one weird obscure article that says the sky is technically purple and you believe it and you read through it. And you're like, there's nothing backing it up here. Like there is nothing in this that would lead me to believe that this is a good question or a good answer. And I feel like that's how it is with politics nowadays, because there's the facts, there's the facts, and then there's the fact facts. And it's always interesting. Cause like you read the Democrat facts and then you read the Republican facts and then you read the source material and you're like, well, here's where the Democrats get their stuff. Here's where the Republicans get their stuff. But here's the whole big picture. And nobody wants to admit that. And it's just like, I, I just, I, that is, that is the biggest controversy. The dumbest controversy of the last decade is the fake news bullshit. It's, is it fake news or is it this? Is like, oh, that's fake. But like, Every, every everything there there are little snippets and little clips and little 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 tiny tiny tidbits. It's like when those viral videos go viral, and basically what ends up happening is that you you're like looking at it, and you you see the video cut on, and then there's two people going crazy. Now this is this just so you know in time when I'm recording this, there is that controversy about uh, a group of black teens uh, who went viral for this white woman who was trying to steal one of their scooters. Well, there was an, there was the initial backblast, the shock, the video. Well, she, there's this whole thing that actually went on. She actually got a lawyer. The lawyer was like, Hey, actually, if we look at the receipts and we look at the video, the scooter serial number that you can clearly see in the video was rented at this time, which means that she was the one that rented it. And like they showed, they basically were able to use her credit card with the video and the way that the scooter system showed shit that she rented this. So it wasn't a white, white woman trying to steal a scooter from a bunch of black teens. What ended up happening was it was a bunch of black teens who were trying to steal a scooter from a white woman who was getting off like a 24 hour shift or something like that from the hospital. And they were fucking with her. And it's just like that kid. Cause there's this kid right now 
who in the UK is receiving like a fuck ton of hate, like so much hate right now, because essentially like he's just going like he's literally breaking and entering into people's homes. And for some reason, he has yet to be charged by the UK, the, the UK law uh, for breaking and entering. But he's like, oh, this is only blowing up because I'm a black kid. And it's like, no, this is blowing up because you're a piece of shit. Doesn't matter who, doesn't matter if this is the, if this is a, it doesn't matter if it's a blonde hair, blue eyed, beautiful, white, gorgeous woman who is breaking and entering into people's homes, finding it funny, pretending to steal somebody's dog, as well as just being a general asshole. If they were not arrested for breaking and entering or stealing someone's dog for a quote-unquote joke video, I'm surprised you haven't been laid the fuck out yet. I am so surprised this kid has not been laid the fuck out yet. And and those are and, and that's that's what pisses me off is that the facts aren't always the facts. And that's the that's what I think the dumbest controversy in the, the latest de- decade is is that you always have two friends, you always have like three different sides to his story. You have the lefts, the rights, and then you have the whole, like you have the left side of it, the right side of it, and then the, the middle, which is the whole story. And, and that's what's really infuriating is that you, you take an initial look at something, and that's why I'm always, and I, and I hate this because I do this on, on Reddit videos all the time where I'll watch like a police shooting or I'll watch like two people arguing or I'll watch this thing, and my immediate thought is like, what happened before, Right? Like that's where my that's where my brain goes is it's it's not it's not oh my god can you believe this crazy fucking thing is happening it's like well what led to this right you know what what led to this thing transpiring I want to get the like I want to watch the whole fucking thing happen before my eyes and I want to just watch this thing without context before I look into it and that's what I hate is that you can't just it, it's the left says this, the right says that, and then the center is both stories. So, yeah. See, like, I'm try- I was wanting to rabbit hole, but I'm reeling myself back in because I'm, I'm an idiot and I don't want to rabbit hole. So, so that was an Ask Reddit. Let's go to Ask Women, and then we'll talk about the things that I want to talk about. Because, fuck it, it's my show, right? Well, it, it just seems that the very, very... <laughs> Oh, novel negotiation, asking women the real questions here. What do you put on your hot dog? Not only did you ask men, but you asked women. And I wouldn't be surprised if you did an ask Reddit sort of thing. Um, but there's a question in here that's uh, for ask women, which I think is just a glorious question. Uh, what did you think mattered in finding a life partner? And what did you find out actually matters? Um, most recently... Oh, that's another good one there. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll answer two questions. So, what did I think mattered in finding a life partner? What I thought mattered was personality, sex, and are you like are you conventionally attractive? Where like if I show you off to all of my friends, are they gonna be like, "Damn, Jared, you're fucking getting at it, son"? Um, what actually matters, and this is gonna be a fun, interesting one. Oh. Uh, let me see here. Sex, personality, sex and personality. Those, those are genuinely the two things that matter to me. Um, cause like I, 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 I found that a couple of the women that I like, I kind of wanted to try dating. Like I just, I just 
I eventually was just like, fuck it. Let's let's, they look like a person that I could try to date and let's see if it turns out positively. And I've had a couple of women who, who, who have not been that conventional, holy shit, you're attractive, attractive nature come out to play. And what ended up happening was, um, I realized that like looks attractiveness can come in a couple different forms and, like a couple of the girls that I've dated here recently, they haven't been like, Oh fuck. Like Emily, I, Emily and maybe Tara, Emily and Emily was definitely one of the girls that you're like, okay, damn. Like, you know, all right, Jared, you definitely got a, you, you got a style there. Tara was, was definitely a MILF. She was, she was one of those moms. Uh, Emily was very, uh, she, she had the, she was very, she was a very petite woman. Um, Sarah or agent as she was, she was not like, she was not like your conventional attractive woman. Um, Veronica, she was, Veronica was more conventionally attractive. Veronica was out of my fucking league. She was too young for me and she was out of my league. Um, Becky was a little, little, eh, she was, I mean, in, in ways she was attractive, but like your personality is really what makes me want to stay. And then the, the kind of sex that we have, because I I thought the conventional attractiveness was a big deal and I I thought sex really mattered and I found out for real like I I I have a I have a set whoops I have a set standard that I need to be able to uh continue to enjoy for for me to want to um continue with a relationship and you got it you just got to match like something that I and I mean something that I love to love to kind of basically harp on here is like Sarah and em- the the two things about Sarah and Emily that were great is that Emily played games her own way. Sarah played games her own way. And literally we could just coexist together playing video games in a very specific way that it was us spending time. Um, you know, we, we liked watching the murder mysteries. We basically we were a copy paste, but in, in female form, like the only thing that Sarah sucked at was just the couple of things that I've talked about before and I don't really want to get in trouble again with a text message for outing here, but I, I have I've come to realize that my trifecta of awesome that I have set in place is what matters. And it's taken me, I think, like 10 years to get that down. And for the last like seven or eight, I've been really trying to perfect it. But yeah, so that's what I really think mattered. Um, and then the next question that was really interesting here is when have you cried at work? I think I've cried at work three times i think i've cried at work three times and the the, i'm not gonna cry blue you're good to go you can go back to bed bud um i think the three times that i've cried at work the first time was uh was working at the department of education when i was doing student loans for a very very well respected uh student loan a student lend a student loan company uh by the name of great lakes which is now no longer uh an entity but I remember working for them and I was talking to this lady and this was like, this was right as I had become a supervisor there. She, she, she came out as lesbian. Had, she had two kids. She came out as a lesbian. And this is when like gays were like really, this is when, when being gay, which is, I've always found weird that lesbians of all, of all, of all the gays, lesbians were the ones that were like, they're, they're, the the search for lesbian sex on Pornhub is probably massive, but yet at the same time they're like, oh, fucking prosecute them if it's real. It can all be fake for money, which is awesome and dumb. But 
she came out as lesbian at a at a fairly well well respected school and like she was out of forbearance she was out of deferment she didn't qualify for fuck all and she had like $45,000 worth of worth of loans and i was going to put her on the the uh the income driven repayment plan and she's like what can i do cuz like i everything is useless now like nothing Nothing can be transferred, and like apparently the fight she had been putting up a fight for like the last year and a half or so to like try to figure out what the fuck to do and and to like to finish school and transfer credits and do all this stuff and and uh, you know I guess schools had been doing fucky stuff for like quite some time so I hope she got her revenge on it on the school but like basically because that she was gay and because I guess the way that she left like all this shit was all fucked up and and this is where I wish that like I had that fuck you money. To where, like, I could just be like, you know what? Loan forgiven. Boop, there you go. 45000 like, just gone. Just gone. Fucking gone. You, you don't have any loans anymore. Everything's paid up. You're good to go. Don't even worry about it. Like, that's that's why, like, if I had, like, three wishes, just, like, my first wish would be to go back in time. Like, a cut, like to go back in time when I started at, at the student loan company. I'd, give, I'd do the Superman, Superwoman wish and give myself, like, fuck you money. Just like awesome sauce, fuck you, money, and um, I just I would love to I would love to have the ability to go do that because I think what I would do then is like I'd, I'd apply for that supervisor position and a couple of those people that I came across where I was like th- th- this shit needs to be resolved and the only way that it's going to get resolved is if the loan is just paid off in full or just discharged in a specific manner. I just wish I could have done that for her because like. I literally had to step away from the computer and like, I didn't like fall on like boohoo tears, like everywhere and like cry. But like, I had like one or two tears streamed down my face. It was like fucking wow, man. Um, and then the second time, uh, was when I was selling the, the lawn stuff. I was talking to this lady who basically did like the soldier care packages. And like, I had received a care package from her foundation that she had been a part of when I was deployed and it's it's always kind of my like when I talk to people like I've always made it a point to where they're like, hey, are you out of, you know, like Oklahoma? It's like, yep, I'm I'm headquartered out of, out of Oklahoma. You know, like my I'm I'm here. Like it, what's really nice is that like they like, yeah, you know, we're we're right on first and main street. Right. And then they're like, oh, is that where you're at? I'm like, no, they, they let us work from the home office a lot ever since covid. Um, you know, I'm about, I'm, I'm five, I'm 10 minutes away from the office. You know, I live like about 10 minutes away from the office. And what's really nice is that 10 minutes away from an office, like with a lot of the cities that we're in, if you say you're like 10 minutes away from the office, you're legit, like anywhere, like where our offices are, you're like, you're right into neighborhoods, which is kind of interesting. So like, I kind of get away with it, but like, I'll tell somebody, I'll be like, yeah, I, you know, I'm in Oklahoma city. I'm, you know, like 10 minutes away from first and main street, which is where we're at. And they're like, Oh, that's fucking cool. And this old lady, well, not really old lady. Well, yeah, this grandmother, I guess like her organization was the ones that like sent us a couple care packages and she wanted to do a bunch of cool shit for us. And she was talking about her, her son was in, in the army as well too. And like, we were just having this great, wonderful conversation and like it turned into like a genuine kind of like cool little thing over the phone. And all I can remember is that after like our third phone call together where because she was a talker, I just got to that point where I was like, fuck, like 
I I told like the only thing that I lied about, the only thing that I lied about is where I was from, and that's that's what got me is the fact that uh, I had lied about where I was from, and I I created such a genuine relationship with this woman that it it, it fucked me because I was like, oh, like I'm not where I said I was, and that that kind of pissed me off just a little bit um, that I I lied that hardcore about it. And and it made me a little upsetty spaghetti, so you know, shit happens. Shit happens. But uh, that was the advice section. Hey. Advice. So, anyways, um, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about um, is is there was an article that was put out uh, by Game Rant. Well, there's actually two articles about Game Rant. And the first article that I wanted to talk about was apparently there's the unwritten rules of Fallout. And there's a couple of them here. And the first unwritten rule is the original vault jumpsuit is the only Under Armour that players will ever need in Fallout 4. Uh, The article goes on to state here that Fallout 4 lets players wear many different layers of apparel. And under and Under Armour is the second most important behind the behind the standard armor layer because the second layer categorically have higher stats since it occupies separate layers the vault jumpsuit can be combined with most of the best armor sets in fallout 4 seamlessly while it's not the only under armor option in the game the vault jumpsuit has some great stats when upgraded and it gives players some unique dialogue options when the characters recognize it um the number one thing that i'm going to say is that yeah in that is one thing uh i think it's like akcw or something like that but basically what ended up happening was somebody had to create a mod for you to wear a lot of the armor bits with all your different suits. And like there's all the great clothing options in Fallout 4. The only problem is like a dress or a suit or like this, like this, that or the third. Like th- there's not you can't upgrade these the normal clothing. You can't upgrade a lot of a lot of things out there. You're just not able to to create all this armor you're not able to create a bunch of bullshit and what really really gets me upsetty spaghetti is that you have to have a mod on which ruins the immersion because you can't you can't unlock cheats and like your only real option to have like an extra set of armor because when you're playing like me on very hard mode even though i've gotten really really good at it um and you're building your armor things you're only under armor uniform is basically the vault jumpsuit and it's the only thing that you can kind of upgrade that goes along with it and that's one thing that really upsets me is that it's not until like late game that you're able to fully upgrade everything and do all the good shit that you want so um taking a look here they talk about always strive to have a legendary weapon and i'm not gonna lie like a lot of the guns that i typically use in the fallout playthroughs i get a legendary and then i stick with it the junk gen is the real reason to keep collecting junk in fallout 4 and while that is very true, you know, it's it's kind of fun. Uh, the only reason not to use mods in Fallout 4 is that they prevent players from earning achievements on certain platforms. Now, mods are normally a luxury exclusive to PC players, but Fallout 4 uh, genuous, generously allows console players and PC players alike to use registered community mods outside of collecting achievements. Uh, and, and I'd say, eh, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's an unwritten rule. The only reason not to use a mod... Is, is because you can achieve, use achievements. But the way that the way that mods are done, like I think it's like uh, the first things that come out are just like the visual changes in mods. And then a lot more tweaks come out. And then usually usually within like a year or so, there's a mod where somebody's like, oh yeah, you don't get achievements for using mods. Well, here's a mod to fix that. 
Um, the benefits of Fallout 4's power armor outweigh the downsides. Yeah, I will say that uh, in a lot of the, the, the quick run-throughs for Fallout 4 that I do get the ability to wear uh, power armor, I will always 110% go for the power armor. Um, yeah, so I mean, the unwritten rules of Fallout 4 for me, the unwritten rules for, for Fallout 4 for me that I would say, uh, same thing, you know, the the un, the only under armor option that you should have or that you should only that you should willingly actually use is going to be just that the the fucking power arm or the uh what's it called the uh the vault suit i just wish that they they gave you more customization with the vault suit like you could change different colors and shit like that and i i wish that like i wish that there were there were ways that you could register your mod in the game to where it's like, this is just an aesthetic mod. This is just a that mod. This is just this. Because like some of the mods that I usually have, where it's just like, oh, this changes the color of the vault suit. This gives me, you know, a ponytail. This gives me like a, a, a purple beard. Or like this, give, this, this thing adjusts things or this makes it harder. You know, a lot of the times the, the fucking base things that I do in Fallout 4 don't really give me that much more of a benefit. And the shitty thing about it is like, oh, like this is this makes Fallout 4 beautiful. Like this is set where like, yeah, it's been 250 years, but, you know, everything's recovered. It's a beautiful, lush, green Fallout 4. And it's not just this really dreary, drab, nonsensical, like very bland kind of. Yeah, this is, you know, bullshit Fallout 4. But it's like I, I want Fallout 4 to be more aesthetically pleasing. I want the night sky to be more dark. I want this to be more high death. And it's like, yeah, well, you're using just overhaul mods that make things look more prettier and bettier. Uh, no, you're done. Like you don't get it. You don't get, you don't get, uh, achievements. And I'm like, that's kind of bullshit. And that sucks. Uh, the other fallout Four thing that I wanted to talk about here was that the fallout Four creator, uh, co-creator Tim Kane says each, uh, each vault tech, uh, vault, uh, each says each experiment was to prepare for a self-sufficient starship that could leave earth. So apparently PC Games N uh, interviewed co-creator Tim Kane in Fallout 4 uh, for Fallout uh, where they talk about what the original intentions for, for Vault-Tec were. Uh, Vault-Tec didn't believe that the, po- the post-nuclear Earth was actually worth rebuilding or repopulating, uh, seeing what we've seen. And it's hard to actually blame them because the shanty towns with dwindling resources have been erected in a horribly radioactive zones plagued by mutant monsters, maybe going to the stars was a better idea. And what I what I kind of believe is that this is their way of trying to tie Fallout 4 into maybe Star Citizen um, uh, or Starfield, the game, to where Starfield is technically like a Fallout uh, 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 like it's part of the same universe, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, and here's a quote here. There is no earth to come back to Kane said. And so the head of the enclave and the highest levels of government were like, eh, let's build a starship and take it to the nearby stars. But the war, but that would take forever. So this had to be a multi-generational starship. And the only technology we know how to build is atomic power. So we can make an atomic power plant that would help us build a starship for hundreds of years, but we don't know how to do anything else. So the vault tech director not being a great person says, why don't we use these vaults to figure out the technology we'll need on the ship? And so what I think maybe he was getting after here is that the original intent for the fallout vaults 
was to to figure out how best to stock your your multi-generational starships for the future and they ran all different kinds of experiments some for funsies probably some for bullshitsies and then others uh, just just you know like for genuine experiments and stuff like that to see how people would react and what they would do and and then you know just it just so happened that the bombs fell and, and probably like the institute the enclave and a lot of the big baddies that are in the series were like just trying to you know continue on moving forward to where Starfield can actually happen. And I mean, originally, originally I, I, I thought that the whole reasoning behind, and I could have swore I read this somewhere was that the, the original reason for the vaults were just to do like it was for science, you know, it was just for science and it, it, they, they weren't going to happen in a post-apocalyptic environment. It was going to be in the real world form you know, and potentially, you know, have like real ramifications instead of having all the, the bullshit nonsense that goes on. So I was thinking maybe potentially possibly that's what it was for. But that actually kind of actually makes a lot of sense as to why that would be, you know, for the Fallout games. And it's like, hey, look, uh, Starfield is a not a prequel, but a postquel of, of the of the Fallout universe and, and what ended up transpiring. But there's a, a really another neat article that was written a couple of days, well, actually now like two weeks ago. Uh, Starfield players vowed to name a ship after a fan who died before he could play a game. Uh, some members of the Starfield community vowed to name their ships after a fan who died before he could play the game. Um, so I know, uh, yeah, okay. So let's, um, you know what? Let's let's let's. I'm gonna do this this this. Whoa. Oh shit. You know what? You know what helps is if you hit the right fucking button and don't change your shit midway through. So I apologize that you guys got to see that. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're back on track. I'm going to read this article and, uh, we're, we're, you know what? Let's just go here. So, um, okay. So we're about to get a little sad panda here. And I, I want to, I, I, hmm. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that here. So, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. We're, we're, we're going to, we're going to get in the feels here. Uh, Cause I've got, I've got this article and then I want to talk about uh, something that uh, the, the ancient Greeks and Romans had that kind of have in common. So we're going to, we're going to get the feels a little bit here and we're going to go, we're going to for, go for here. So user Marlexi or Mr. Mr. Axel Hay, Mr. Axel Hay posted in the Starfield subreddit. It says, won't get to play it. Sad face. Bit gutted at the date reveal as I've been following this project now for years and now it looks like I won't get to play it. Was disappointed with the delay from November as I'd stopped treatment for my lung cancer. I'm age 35, never smoked in September. I was actually looking forward to it as a distraction. Now I'm under palliative care, being looked after by my parents and playing my Xbox is a great form of escapism for me. But holding out another six months is unlikely, so enjoy it on my behalf. It almost got... 
if I give it an upvote, do it. No, it almost got 5,000 upvotes. I'm going to give it an upvote here. And then there was an update by user xrizzer. Uh, it's saying, user Mr. Axel Hay, the guy with cancer who posted two months ago, passed away. Um, he said, I'm late. He passed away a bit later from his post. But having seen the interest around his last post, it seemed correct to share this with you and the sad news. Sadly, he didn't live to play Starfield. I will surely name my ship after him, as I have seen many of you will do. They link to the original post and says this post doesn't want this post doesn't want to be smug, but not having seen even a memory in his name, it seemed to me to at least write something in for him. Rest in peace, Alex. You will have you will live forever in the stars. That. <laughs> oh my God. Um, like this shit saddens me. Th th like. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Like, I want to salute him. I want to. I salute you, uh, brother. And it it just it means a lot to me when the gaming community comes together to do something like this. And this this is what makes me sad. This is this is what makes me sad about gaming. The state of gaming today. That, like, you can have these fans who are just, like, like, I, I, I think there was a, I think there was a gamer who was dying of cancer. And, like, they, they got, they got a version of the game out. To the, I know that there's probably been multiple instances of this, but there's, like, kids who have, who have never, like, they were looking so forward to a game. Their make-a-wish was to have the developers bring a, bring a version of the game out and, I remember there was one kid who like literally they brought the game out for the kid. He got to play it. You know, the devs, they basically gave him the day with like a developer's version of an Xbox with the game on it. And like they got to, he got to play it basically for like a couple of hours and just like, he got to go until basically he was like, Hey guys, I'm tired. I, it's probably time I should take a nap and feel better. And then like he died a day or two later. Or like an like a couple hours later, like he he literally played the game that he had wanted to play, and they they allowed him to do it so much earlier, and then he passed on, and and like this, this to me speaks so such volumes about like the community, and 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 like I know it doesn't it doesn't even come close to the justice that I could I could give it, but like. In, in Red Dead Redemption, like, I, I remember going back to, going back to some of the many characters that you meet and some of the, the many, the many ones that you come across. Like, there's the, the British, there's a British, I think it's the, a, a guy that by the name of Nigel, but like, he's looking for his lost friend, right? And, and, and Nigel just may be fucking crazy as all get out. But like you see him at the beginning of the game and then you fast forward a couple of years and like everything changes and the whole game just like shifts in dynamic. 
and then you meet him again like like a couple years later and he's just he's 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 he he looks like he is you went and lived your life and Nigel didn't and and this just makes me really sad panda because Alex here is is just he he didn't get to experience a game that he wanted to experience because the state of gaming is so fucked right now that you're pushing games back and pushing games back and pushing games back you're still not putting out finished and complete products and you're charging people out the ass and even the diehard fans that really really love the game and want the game and and they want uh, they I want nothing but success for for developers and everybody else but you just you do it wrong and and it just it just it sucks so fucking much that like the state of gaming is so far fucked with everything that when you when a developer says they're going to come out with a game they mean that they're going to release it like a year late there's going to be delays it's still going to suck it's it's still going to be considered a beta game because it's so bad and it's so horrible that by the time it's fully patched and upgraded like three years later, it's just like, why even fucking bother? You know, I'll buy it from the discount bin when it's gone through all its updates and then I'll play a game that's eventually three years old. But hey, it's finally fucking fixed. And it just, it it, it sucks that the state of gaming is, is where it is that Alex here can't play games like it. And it it genuinely makes me distraught that like, that like that like posts like that can't make it because I know there's there's a there's a work in progress like when they made the when they made the original YouTube video, Todd Howard was talking about Starfield and one of the lead developers was walking around a planet on you know and like they they could have they could have got him a game like for as much traction as it got I I I kind of wish that like th- like they they could have put it on a PC or put it on an Xbox and brought it out for the kid and. And, and and let him try it. Let him try it, even though he's like the same age as me. And it just it infuri- it infuriates me like that. That like the state of gaming is so bad right now that the games that they put out that are six months to a year late are still considered betas. They're so far fucked and they're so horribly done. And with the way the world is, it just it sucks. Like gaming is gaming is my one escape from reality right now. Like doing the live streams with Ray's over on Twitch, you know, playing Twitch streaming with David on Escape from Tarkov, playing Tarkov with the guys and, you know, playing a little bit of Grand Theft Auto, playing Insurgency Sandstorm, playing Far Cry 6, doing, you know, Escape from Tarkov. Like the games that I'm playing now are my escape from reality. And it just sucks that like the state that the world is in right now, it's just, it's, it's fucking trash. And it, it, it irks me a little bit and it, it kills me a little bit. And and something else that I wanted to talk about uh, today, I I had another topic, but I'll I'll save it for another one because it's it's eternally funny. But there, so the Greeks and the Romans were known to leave epithets uh, for their deceased pets, and it, the article on Starfield kind of got me thinking that like the gaming community will will get behind somebody. And then we'll just we'll enshrine them and, and, and make it a thing, right? And we kind of do the same for our pets. And I remember losing Harley and how distraught I was that day. And it it just rings so true because like I, I 
we all feel these strong emotions, whether it's to the gaming community, to our, our lovable pets like Kalua, Wrigley, Ghost, Blue, Mr. Blue Nibbles the Third, Helios, Mark, whatever your fucking cat's name is. And like there there's this quote here that they decoded they decoded a a tombstone, I guess, for for a, a, a dog. I am in tears while carrying you to your last resting place as much as I rejoiced when bringing you home in my hands 15 years ago. And I don't, I don't, I don't like thinking about it and I don't like registering it, but thinking of, of what happens when we lose someone that is very important to us, whether it's, Alex in the gaming community, whether it's, you know, a, a big name in, in show business that, that we all can stand behind, that we can all agree is a good, is a good person, you know, loved ones, you know, pets in the past. And this whole kind of sadness has got me thinking that like the love and compassion and everything that we, we have today and, and all the, all the happiness that we're, we've got in the moment, whether it's small and fleeting or whether it's eternal and long lasting or it's new, we need to cherish it because I remember, I remember the day I lost cricket and Emily. And I remember the day that I lost Harley. I had known Harley for eight months. I had known Harley for eight months and, and it, it, I was fucking devastated because I, had, I adopted Harley and like within two or three months, it was like, he needs a buddy. You know, the young buck needs a, or, or the old bull needs a young buck. And that's where Mr. Blue Nibbles the third came into play. And Mr. Blue and Harley had bonded. Harley had a seizure and passed away. And I remember that I cried like a, uh, I fucking cried so hard. I was, I probably shouldn't have driven down the road. Probably shouldn't have. Um, and just like, I made a, I made a couple of phone calls. I, I got things in place and I probably didn't give blue the love and, and care that he needed during that time. Cause we, we grieved, we grieved our own, like blue was just so sad. He was just, he was distraught. You could tell that there was something wrong with him. I, I, I should have given him more love. I should have, I should have put him on my shoulder more. I should have given him more treats. I should have snuggled up with him. I should have given him more pets and loves, but I was, I was grieving in my own way that I knew how to grieve. And he was grieving in the only way that he knew how to grieve too. And he was, he was young. Blue was less than a year old when we lost Harley. And then I brought Helios home. I think, I think I got Helios like six weeks later because I just remember I walked out and blue just had the saddest, saddest look on his face and was like you need a buddy don't you like i adopted blue from one like from the one of the worst households ever two dogs at least two cats a guy that smoked he didn't ever let him out of the cage the cage was a tiny cage like it would have been considered an okay cage for for blue's size um 
the bird community would have been like, you should have gone bigger. Um, but it was an okay size cage for blue. And, and I mean, as long as you maybe let blue out every so often, it would have been good. But I, that motherfucker never let blue out of the cage. And so when I brought blue home and I left that cage door open and I let him do whatever he wanted to do and he was comfortable with life and he, you know, he, he was able to climatize and adjust. He was given a new breath of life. He was in a very quiet environment, uh, you know, an environment that wasn't very, very loud and, and, and anxiety provoking. He was with a bird who was older, a little bit more subdued, a little funny. And I remember that the house just got really quiet without Harley there. Harley didn't make much noise to begin with, but when he did, he when he said something, he had something to say. And I remember how devastated Blue and I both were at that moment in time when when he crossed the Rainbow Bridge. And now that I have Helios and Blue and we're on seven years together, or is it... It's, is it seven years that we've been together? Or is it about eight? Because I don't remember at all. I'll probably have Facebook remind me again of when I adopted Blue. And I'll be able to put two and two together. But like... It just... Thinking about the day that the, the boys leave me. Or the day, that, the day that I have to live with a family member leaving me or one of my friends leaving me like i'm 36 right i've probably got another 60 on me i've i've got another 60 in the tank or, or, or maybe even 40 40 to 60 in the tank right and blue has got at least 15 helios has got about at least 15 and i remember i was talking to a barista today who i gave my number to which i'm not gonna if she hasn't texted me and i I'm pretty sure as soon as I gave it to her, she ripped it up and threw it away or she just trashed it or whatever. Um, but like thinking about it, like in 10, 10 to 15 years when, when, when one of the boys passes away or whoever, you know, there, it, it comes to our, our, our life cycle and, and the turning point, like blue and I don't always see eye to eye blue and I definitely don't always see eye to eye. He's got, his only like ever since he met Hoppy, Hoppy didn't like me too much, and and I think he had the hots for Hoppy, and so you know, uh, ipso facto, he didn't like me too much, and he's he's got an attitude on him. Blue and I don't always see eye to eye on a whole lot of things, but what we do see eye to eye on is that we live together and we have to deal with each other, and and when I bust out the hey I'm in charge, he he gets it and he understands it. But every once in a while, he's got to get that attitude in check. He's just a grumpy little bastard. Whereas Helios is the grumpy old bastard man. And Helios and I see eye to eye on a lot of things, but we love each other. We really do care about each other. And I mean, like, there'll be days when, when Blue and I just, we're, we're, not, we're not cohabitating quite well. Or Helios and I are not cohabitating quite well. And I'll wake up and it'll be a real quiet morning. And I'll look over on my TV and there's Helios and Blue just preening, preening themselves. They're preening each other, just waiting for me to wake up. I wake up, they get the squawks in them, they get the squeaks in them, and Blue buzzes by my head or he'll give me a little extra room and Helios will land on my shoulder. He'll go to the bathroom with me, we'll hang out, and, and you know Blue will jump on my shoulder. I'll get my breakfast, I'll get my morning coffee where Helios just stays with me for the whole drive stays on my shoulder and we hang out together and, and, and we're just having a great morning. And for the next two and a half, three hours, 
It's just me and the two boys. I put them away, and then they realize dad's got to go to work, and we're fine throughout the entire day, and we're, it's like nothing changed. And, and I feel a lot of the love again. And to me, to me, that, that scares me that one day I'm going to wake up and the house is going to be real fucking quiet. It's going to be a real quiet household. And I'm not going to have any feathers to, uh, to wake me up. I'm not going to have a screeching sun boy letting the world know that there's danger afoot, even though it's, there's no danger whatsoever. There's nothing outside, and I'm not gonna hear the flappy flap, the quick flap and flutters of of blue, or the the tippy taps of Helios. You know, walking on the cage, and one day I'm gonna wake up, and it's gonna be just a very quiet household. And I I I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. And that's why I just I, I wanna. I guess what I want to do is I just kind of want to end this on life is finite and I've been feeling the love on so many fronts. Helios and blue have been extra lovey this morning. Helios flew to my shoulder and I basically grabbed my keys or grabbed my wallet. I said, Hey bud, let's go, let's go get coffee. And it was just, it was, it was instinct that he hugged, he, he, you know, stepped up on my finger gripped it a little tight as we were walking towards the door. He held on a little bit tighter while we were walking out the door. He settled in. He was very he was very cute with the barista. Came home. Blue was there. Helios was chirping for his his morning treat that he gets cuz I I give him a treat every time he acts very very good around the baristas. Blue is waiting for his little treat. They grab it, go. We sat down, watched a couple bits of unsolved mysteries or 48 hours. And it was just it was a great morning to wake up. I've been feeling the love from the boys in the podcast group. I've been feeling love from the boys in the, you know, in the Let's Play Death Ray group. All those guys have been giving it right back to me, and we've been in a lot of love. We've been sharing a lot of things, and it's been just great. And then I read that I read that little photo about the Greeks and the Romans talking about their pets. And I, I know comparing a human to a pet is not something you do, but that love... And that care that the the two goobers have provided me and the love that I've been receiving from all my friends, you know, even even with all the fun little things that we do and all the little making fun of me and, you know, just all the all the ways that I've been shown the love here today. It, it's finally hit me and it, it's soaked in quite well. And I just I want to let you know, you know, like with a, with the animals that I know, like Kahlua. You know, give Kalula an extra treat for me. Tell her, tell her that Jared loves her. You know, give her a big old hug and a, and a, and a scritch for me. You know, with with Wrigley, ask him what he's watching. Ask him, ask him, ask him. Uh, do I get the? Do I get a stamp as a proof of approval for having birds? You know, give Ghost and Blue an extra little, you know, hug and kiss. Give him a big old treat. Take him from an, an extra W A L K. You know, maybe instead of instead of going right where you go home, take him for another lap. You know, and, and Mark, whatever your cat likes, maybe give him a, maybe give, give a little catnip, a little bit of catnip here or there. You know, Gaio, I, I don't think you have pets. I think the only pets that you have are the extra women that you, uh, that you do things with. And that, I don't know, maybe give him an extra hug or something, man. All I'm saying, and, you know, Jake or David, if you're listening, I, I know that you guys have Yuki and, 
I forget who the other puppy is, but you know, just just give him an extra uh, a hug and an extra kiss, and give him just give him give him some extra affection out there, because life is short. Life is short. I'm in the feels. I don't like it. I don't like where it's at, and I guess we're just. I. I don't. I don't fucking know how to end this, man. Like, like, I like, I, I don't know how to fucking end this goddamn show. Like, that's what that's what drives me insane. Is that like, I don't. You know what? You know what we're gonna do. We're we're gonna do something that I I probably should have done. A long, long time ago, and something that I should have—I'm—I'm I'm gonna open my heart just a, a wee little bit here, and we're just gonna—we're gonna go out on a song that I think is—is—is—is is, is, is pretty good. That's a little near and dear to Jared's heart, and and something that I know is gonna help me, and maybe help you close this out a little bit more appropriately than just my my typical. Pokemon Dringle, so. So. Um. Hmm. How, 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 how do I put this best? I, I was, I was, I was introduced to a, uh, a song here. Um. By Sufjan Stevens called The Fourth of July. And I think it's going to help me close this out because we all need a little bit of love and we all need a little bit of sadness because that means we know the happy times. So this is 4th of July by Sufjan Stevens.
Did you learn from the Tillamook burn or the 4th of July? 